Welcome to another episode of Open Doors, Conversations with Heart of the Father. I'm your host, Jacqueline Harper. Open Doors is a conversation about inviting God's love, presence, and power into our hearts. We are friends and teammates from Heart of the Father Ministries who share in the mission of setting captive hearts free through Unbound Ministry. We're so glad you could join us. Well, hi, everyone out there. I'm Jacqueline, and I'm here today with Neil, and we have a special guest, Donna Drennan, that we're going to interview, and you're in for a treat. I have known Donna for years and have just been so blessed by her love for God, for people, and for beauty. And, you know, I think of Donna and her love for beauty as a reflection of God and His goodness. And one picture of that that comes to mind is Donna and her husband, Dan, have six kids, and they bought an old fixer-upper and, on a budget, have made it into just a beautiful home that is a place for people to come and experience love and hospitality. They have six beautiful kids who are smart and interesting, and Donna makes that look easy. She's also been a dear friend of mine for more years than I can count, and her (laughs) Ability to listen deeply and compassionately understand, not only make her the best of friends, but an incredible therapist. She is a much sought after licensed clinical social worker with a practice here in the Philadelphia area. Donna earned her master's degree in social work from the University of Pennsylvania, and she's busy with a practice. So we're thrilled she's here. Well, Jacqueline, thank you so much for what you said about me. I'm really blessed by that, and I do appreciate beauty, and I do appreciate that God loves us through beauty. So thank you for noting that. I I met Donna when uh, she was 18 years old, and even before I met her, she was passionate for Jesus, Mm -hmm. and she's still passionate for Jesus. She's She's always seeking after him and seeking the fresh word from God. She has a zeal to learn. If she's not reading three books, she's listening to a podcast (laughs) where she's asking questions. She always wants to know, and she's always ready to tell me something that she's learned. And so I'm just really grateful for this opportunity to be able to interview her and to share some of her gifts with you today. Amen. Passion. Donna has passion. Donna, we're so glad you're here. Welcome. Thank you. It's wonderful to be here. I do listen to podcasts all the time, and I love them, so I'm so excited to be recording one. So we would love to start out just how did you get connected with Unbound, and what's your personal Unbound testimony? Well, as Neil said, I met Neil when I was 18, and at the time, Heart of the Father and Unbound didn't exist the way that it does today. But I did experience a lot of ministry and prayer with Neil and with the House of God's Light. It wasn't, my healing journey wasn't a clear line. And I I feel it's important to share that because a lot of times people anticipate that it would just be a before and after kind of thing. And there was a lot of years of healing, which was really wonderful. The most significant experience I had with deliverance was being set free of viewing myself as an orphan. And... I think it was in a response to the family dynamics that I had. I saw myself emotionally as an orphan. And I'll be honest, I think that we're a a planet of orphans. I think many of us don't understand 
how much the Father loves us and how we are children, His children. But being set free of that identity radically shifted my ability to see who I was in the Father and to receive the Father's love. So I was able to say, I'm not an orphan. I am a daughter. And I'm able to say that every day now. And it's significantly changed my life. And every now and again, so I say this because I think, again, this is important. Every now and then I may have some of those thoughts that rear their head, Mm -hmm. that I'm alone, that I'm not known, that I'm not loved. And I'm able to recognize them and go back to my father's arms and receive his love again. And I think that's what I bring to my clinical Mm -hmm. experience, my therapeutic practice, that I know who I am and I want everyone to know who they are. And I want them to encounter the Father's love. And so I'm able really to share that experience of healing and freedom. And it's from that place that I think it's not my clinical skills. I think it's my encounter with the Father that that I I want to share with people. And you do that so well. I mean, she speaks truth here. Donna walks around sharing <laughs> about her knowing who she is in God the Father. And I just have to say, I see how the impact of that has really helped you to make healthier choices and have better Amen. relationships in your life. So, so that's going to be some of what Donna talks about. We're really excited to hear a little bit more about Unbound and your experience and how you use it in therapy so Donna, how did you come to use Unbound in your practice? And can you think of a couple ways, maybe one or two ways that Unbound has impacted how you do your therapy? Yes. Well, what I love about Unbound, and as Neil so wonderfully said, how much I love to learn, the more I continue to explore therapy and practices It's more and more clear to me how psychologically sound the five keys are. They fit well into therapy in terms of listening and really hearing and honoring a person's dignity and their story. The power of forgiveness, it's so essential and it's being talked about more and more in therapeutic settings. Negative thought patterns, that might be the way we as therapists would refer to lies and making vows. And then identity issues, which are so central. Again, as I shared, if I saw myself as an orphan, that was going to affect my entire perception Mm -hmm. of my relationships, who I was. So changing, if you're believing something about yourself that's so wrong (laughs) and untrue, it's obviously going to affect your whole life. I also would say it's respectful. Unbound really is about respecting a person's dignity and their story it's empowering and it's equipping. So it, it is really looking for that person to take ownership and responsibility and to be equipped to do something about the hurt and their life story. Again, they're all legitimate aspects of good therapy. I also want to note, because of course I've listened to the podcast, <laughs> I also want to note that one of the things that really blessed me about one of the initial podcasts was sharing about how each of the keys can go deeper. And I really appreciate that because I'm able to remind, let's say I have a client who has gotten unbound prayer, but a new aspect of a need to forgive or a need to look at some lies in their lives, I'm able to share with them and remind them about some of the truths, or maybe they're standing in their freedom. But again, there's a depth to each aspect, each of the five keys 
that you can continue to explore. And of course, ultimately, the whole purpose is to receive the Father's blessing. Mm -hmm. And that is often what I will share with a client, is the goal of all of this is to allow you to encounter the one who heals, because no healing happens without encountering the healer. Amen on going deeper with the five keys and encountering the healer. And the other thing I guess I want to clarify is when we consider Many people get confused about what the goal of therapy and the purpose of therapy is. It isn't just to feel better. It isn't just to relieve symptoms. It isn't just so I can have a better life. Hopefully, those will be the byproducts. But the reality is it's to encounter truth. And and as believers, the goal of all healing really needs to be to experience, to say yes to deeper trust and to surrender And when we're driven by old wounds and trauma, we're not free to make healthy choices for ourselves and in relationships. And that's why we would choose to encounter the truth and be set free, is so that we are living freely and we're living whole. And Jesus is committed to our restoration. Thank you, Jesus. He came and he's committed to restore. And that is what drives and motivates me in in therapy every day. I love the way that you uh, spoke about old wounds and trauma leading us to make unhealthy choices in our lives. And really what happens a lot of times in Unbound is people uh, begin to reflect on areas of their life that they have never reflected on before. Some have reflected on it a lot. So one of the questions I often ask during an Unbound session is, is, have you been to therapy? Because if someone's been to therapy and they've learned a whole lot about themselves, that's what I want to know. And I get surprising answers. Sometimes I get the answer, well, I've been to therapy for quite some time now, but I don't know what I've learned. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and then, then others, they tell me what they've learned, and I can't write fast enough all mm-hmm. the, the great things that they have learned about themselves, but they have yet to process. Mm-hmm. So I guess the question for you is, what does someone look for in a good therapist, and when is it time to end therapy and maybe move on to another therapist? That is a really good question. (laughs) And I'll be honest, as a therapist, lots of times, I hope if I'm doing my job well, I'm asking, are we making the progress we need to make? And I often ask my clients that because I think that's important too, that they're engaging in the process. So I will say very often a therapist may take a client's lead. So if therapy is about encountering truth, it's essential in therapy that uh, a person be really transparent. And that they enter into therapy with the goal of seeing the truth and wanting to take personal responsibility and wanting to not just feel better. I reflect on a lot of times about the questions that Jesus asked people, because I think we gain such insight, obviously, about that. And he asked some challenging, hard questions that provoked reflection in people. So it is appropriate at times to be challenged. There's a legitimate time for therapy to provide ongoing support, and I will say it is a MO, it's kind of our rule of thumb, that you don't do serious trauma work if somebody is significantly unstable. So I will say that. That's a different piece. But all that being said, if you feel like you're not making progress, it may be a time for a change, and sometimes it's just not a good fit. It could just be a personality thing. I will say, thankfully, now there are resources out there. Christian therapist. And it really does make a difference, if possible, to find somebody that shares your values because you're going to be focusing on the things that matter to you. 
one of the things I often joke about that I feel like I'm able to give clients that come that have a similar background as me is there's a lot they don't need to explain that I kind of already understand. Um, I love what you mentioned, though, about a client coming in and they're ready. So when I have a client and they have said to me, I've scheduled an unbound session, it's time for us to get busy. And I really love to focus on and have an intention, you know, sessions where we intentionally prepare. Obviously, I have the opportunity to listen more extensively than in an average prayer session. And I maybe from knowing a person have been able to identify some patterns of thinking and behavior. And that is something that I'll try and help them to see besides discussing who are the people you want to forgive. What I really appreciate about the unmound model is the attention that's given to our response to an event or a family dynamic. This is so helpful for people to recognize patterns in their thinking and in their behavior. And this is where a thoughtful question can be especially important to allow an individual to make a connection. And Neil, I've seen you do that for years and years where you ask the question that helps that person make the connection as opposed to you making the connection for them. And that's so beneficial with somebody taking ownership. So I did want to say many people come to therapy because they feel stuck or they recognize that they have a traumatic experience to process. And others may be struggling with anxiety or depression, and they're hoping for some understanding and some tools. And I find that Unbound and using the aspects of the five keys really are beneficial. As you were speaking, Don, I was thinking that one of the challenges a therapist must have is how to take someone who is broken and stuck and, and maybe hopeless and help them to feel safe. Mm. And I would guess that sometimes that takes a number of sessions before somebody feels safe and yes. to start to be vulnerable. And it's it's your listening ability, I'm sure, that helps people break through. And, but especially, I think, your willingness to identify mm -hmm. and tell the story and to, to help people to see that you've walked in their shoes. Mm -hmm. I, think, I think Jesus came, and I know Jesus came, and he identified with us, and he walked he walked out our lives, and, and he is the safe place. I think that once a, a person has an encounter with Jesus and the grace of forgiveness is, is released and maybe the power of the resentment is broken in their lives, that God's plan is that forgiveness begins to unfold into a lifestyle. An ongoing dialogue with a therapist, I believe, or a spiritual director, or even a good friend may be essential to walking out that freedom. So, when is it advisable for someone who goes through Unbound to then seek out counseling? Mm -hmm. That's an excellent question. And of course, as a therapist, I think counseling is great for anybody. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, and I'm not shy about that. Many of us actually have ongoing supportive relationships that some people could, I mean, I'm, uh, that be, might be stretching it, but some people could describe them as therapeutic. I think what I would say, first, I do want to comment that a lot of, of research has been done on the therapeutic value of forgiveness. So I do want to note that. And so you commented about how significant that is for somebody to, to begin that process of forgiveness and what that begins to open up. In. So it might become clear after sharing with somebody in an unbound session that therapy would be appropriate. There could be significant 
reasons why that is. So I could share a couple of those. Obviously, situations of abuse or severe trauma where somebody hasn't processed that, if they've never told anybody, that this, that can be really significant. It could also be significant relationship issues where they're having serious conflict and they're not sure how to work that out. And compulsive behaviors might need some ongoing support and therapy. And as I said before, I agree that an unbound session may begin the process of forgiveness that may allow a person to open up to have ongoing forgiveness in their life. Some people may have years of unforgiveness and pain that they need to explore. I do believe, of course, God can heal people instantly, but more often than not, it's an ongoing process. We are in relationship with him. He's not a slot machine. I often tell people we're not about demanding instant healing from him. It's about relationship and that process of healing. And a good relationship with a therapist can also provide, as you said earlier, that safe space that many people haven't experienced. And the goal, what I what I tell so as therapists, we often talk about codependency and un, in unhealthy relationships. And the goal really is that people be dependent on the Lord. That's the one relationship that you get to be dependent on. So that's what I'm looking to do in therapy is to transfer, <laughs> to allow people to depend on the Lord in a way that they haven't before. Incredible. Often over the years, someone comes from unbound ministry and their life is totally changed. Mm -hmm. uh, yes. Their 40-year addiction to pornography is over. Mm -hmm. and Or there's another testimony of this incredible transformation. I think looking at most of those lives, they've already been processing mm -hmm. much of the issues, much of the trauma, unforgiveness. They've already been processing it either through friendships, mm -hmm. maturing over years, regular practice of the faith, mm -hmm. hearing the Word of God, you know. So there's been this grace working in them, and then they come to Unbound, and it's like the last piece. Mm, yeah. And when it's the last piece, it's like, it's the last piece. It's wonderful. Not that people don't go on to grow or mm -hmm. go deeper, but once they've broken through, and, and for some people, it's realizing that, hey, all this struggle that I've had all this year, all these years with self-hatred, it wasn't just me. There was a spiritual aspect of this. That's right. yes. And now I have power in the name of Jesus to resist and to go on resisting. So so there's no like black and white answer. Right. It's like people are, are going to go through this process, whether it's through a therapist or not, before or after an unbound session. Mm -hmm. It's just a, it's a whole picture of of how God's grace is working in people's lives. Mm -hmm. And I'm just so grateful because we don't train our leaders to, mm -hmm. to be ongoing friends or processing. And right. we're not really trained to be a therapist or a counselor or ongoing inner healing or things like that. We're helping people get that breakthrough mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. moving on from there. Mm -hmm. And we always tell people, now the five keys are in your hand. That's right. And you, you can use them. Mm -hmm. and, and we're always delighted when someone starts reflecting on their life, breaks, breaks free of something, and then pursues it more diligently, whether it's a, a therapist or a spiritual director or mm -hmm. however they right. pursue it. That ongoing pursuit of freedom is just so important. Mm -hmm. And that makes me th think about the power of reflecting on your thought patterns, which in therapy we do a lot with people. And you guys may talk about standing in your freedom, which I do too, but that it's significant to consider 
how have thought patterns been established for years and years? And you may have experienced profound deliverance and freedom, but you need to stand and you need to to change how you see yourself and you need to change the way you think. And that's another way that in therapy, it's more it's more significant to say, why don't you address yourself how God sees you than just, I feel good about myself. It's not going to be enough. The word of God mm-hmm. has power. And so I agree that taking hold of somebody's freedom and walking in it is is very significant. And you're right. I often tell people it's not a once and done thing. It's ongoing and they have done work previous to experiencing a significant breakthrough. Yeah. So it's 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 very therapeutic for anyone to talk about their stuff and to have a safe place to do it. And I I really do wish that in the body of Christ people would would learn how to be friends and to talk Amen. to one another and yes. listen to one another and um just just not be you know a lot of us as as believers we are always ready with the answer mm. we say mm-hmm. here you know well, what you need to do is this so don't you remember that scripture or right. this you know it's, we're so ready to try to fix people and people really need to be listened to yes they do and that's something you're trained in but i think the whole body of christ Amen. needs to be trained in being able to say you know tell me more about that yes. or what was going through your heart when that happened or how did you feel or how did you react and so that you're saying to this person that has just shared something significant, that you're saying to them, I want to understand more. And people want to be understood. They want to be heard. And, and I know for me, I don't really understand what's going on in my heart mm-hmm. until I speak it. Right. And then I'm listening to myself. Right. And that's something that can be done, that can be learned. Yes. Spending time with a therapist. But it's something that we should want to reproduce. Absolutely. In, in our lives. Absolutely. And I wanted to touch on the significance. We we mentioned earlier that for some people, it may be the first time they come into an unbound session and they're sharing something that they've never shared before. And that in and of itself is extraordinarily healing. So if somebody does that, as you said, just as a friend, and you take the time to really honor their story and you hear their story, that's really significant. There's actually integration that happens in our brain as we share parts of ourselves that we've maybe we've separated. As we share our story, we become more whole. And as we have people honor our story, so we really can offer that for each other all the time. It is, of course, one of the most significant pieces of therapy. And th- some people, unfortunately, don't have those safe places. But hopefully, this will inspire other people to go out there and listen. I'm so struck by what you said about listening. Both Neil and Donna commented listening to the story. And it makes me think, do you have a story of a person that you helped through therapy that were impacted by using the five keys? Well, of course, I have many stories, but I did ask uh, specific permission of somebody I was thinking about because I knew I you were going to potentially ask me to share. And she did give me permission. So this story is about a beautiful young woman who experienced sexual assault in uh, college. One of the reasons why I wanted to share this story is because, unfortunately, it it is all too common that people suffer sexual assault in one form or another. What I love about the gift of Unbound and using the tools with people is it can give us a guide to look through and sort through 
the feelings and the experiences. There's the ability to forgive significantly. That's a huge thing. I know we talk about that, but that is huge to have the opportunity to extend mercy and to unlock your heart about that. The other piece that's so important that I did want to mention that relates to this story is the idea of identity. So many people begin to identify their struggles or their hurts as their own. So for instance, I have anxiety and therefore I am an anxious person or I am a depressed person. And in this particular situation, she would have described herself as a slut, that she was so broken, she was unable to separate the way her experience, how she saw herself. And working with her through forgiveness and receiving the Father's love, she was able to say to me when I asked her about this that she was has gone from a place of brokenness to a place of knowing she's beloved. And that is huge. <laughs> that it's it's wonderful. And what I will say about this young woman is she speaks about this eloquently. And I believe she's gonna go on to to use this in her life and have a significant impact on other people's lives in this way, particularly because she does speak about this and is able now to articulate the freedom that she experiences. I hear uh, stories like that all the time, and and I never, ever get tired of hearing Mm -hmm. one of them, uh, just to think Mm -hmm. of the mercy of God Mm -hmm. being released in the earth today, and, and not simply through anything we're involved with, but the mercy of God the redemption that Jesus brings to to set the captives free. Um, and it's just so good when somebody's willing to tell their story because it gives hope to somebody else, and it, and it points to a pathway for someone else mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Amen. So this seems like a great time to just take a moment to ask our Redeemer, our merciful God, to just come in this moment for all of us here and all of you out there listening. So, Neil, would you just lead us in a brief prayer? I'd be, I'd be delighted to. Heavenly Father, I want to just thank you for Donna, and I want to thank you for all the therapists, and especially Christian therapists throughout the earth, that have given themselves so fully to healing the brokenhearted, to doing the work of Jesus, to, to acting out, to fulfill the mission of Jesus. And we do ask for a greater understanding between therapists and and unbound ministry, a greater understanding of how it integrates and how we can work together for the sake of uh, those that are lost and broken. Father, we know that your heart is, is broken over those of your children that are lost, that are bound, that are seeking and knocking and have yet to heard the answer. But we know that you have heard every knock and every cry and you've seen every tear. And so we I stand with all of our listeners right now with faith, expecting that you are going to unfold for each of us the next thing on our pathway that's going to lead us into deeper freedom and deeper knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, and God, the Almighty Father. Amen. 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 Well, thank you so much, Neil and Donna, for joining us today. And and listener, if you are out there feeling broken, Remember that you are beloved. Reach out to us if you have questions or just want to find out more about the five keys of unbound at heartofthefather.com. May you have a blessed day. Amen. 
so much for joining us today. If you'd like to learn more about taking hold of the freedom you have been given in Christ, check out our website, heartofthefather.com, and find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. This is Matt, Jen, Rachel, and Jacqueline saying goodbye until next time. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him. And he with me. Revelation 3.20